1: There are a number of terrific relationships that have been established over the last several years at the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation, and, and that's through what is now known as the Partners Program, and joining us on Philanthropy today is GMCF President and CEO, Vern Henricks. Welcome back, Vern. Indeed. Hello. How are you doing tonight, Dave? I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good because we get so many wonderful people to talk to, and and we've got a a friend here that I've known for several years. We're going to learn more about her works with the Partners Program, but, but Vern, maybe you can give us a little bit of background as to what's involved in the Partners Program at the GMCF.
2: Absolutely, and I'll, I'll take you back to the beginning. Um, the foundation uh, was the oppor- had an opportunity to partner up with a couple of communities early in our life, and uh, uh, the Dover Community Foundation and Frankfurt Community Foundations, both about the same um, early years of our foundation, would receive some estate uh, indications that they were going to receive an estate gift of sizable nature, and they wanted to... Uh, partner up with somebody that could help them with that and so thus the affiliate program of the greater manhattan community foundation got started we were just the manhattan community foundation and then when we took on those two uh, foundations we became the greater manhattan community foundation well that kind of settled for several years uh, and then in 2013 when i joined the community foundation uh, we decided we're either in it or we're not and um uh, uh, we had been approached by some other communities about being an affiliate, and uh, so we began to expand that into more Northeast Kansas communities. Uh, that e- eventually has grown into 15 communities, uh, or wow. four- 14 communities in one cloud. The Armed Forces Community Foundation is really a cloud foundation. And uh, thus also, uh, we tur- changed the name to Partners, because several of our communities were beginning for the first time and so we became their fiscal sponsor they were not a 501 c3 we are their 501 c3 but we did have a few foundations that were established even before us and they had their 501 c3 status and so we now call them associates Um, that has also led to some school foundations joining us and so we call them our educational associates Thus, the reasons for the partners program now uh, with 15 uh, affiliate associates, communities, and four educational foundations. And
1: now with that many, it almost seems like it's an appropriate time to bring in someone to handle a lion's share of that work.
2: Oh, absolutely. We, uh, in 2013, when this decision was made, we also uh, met uh, Leslie Scobie, who was from Sabetha, Kansas, and she was running a foundation up in northeast Kansas area there, and and her community was in, embarking on a fundraiser for a health and wellness center. And so in the process of helping them get that started, it became apparent that it would be a good idea just to start a community foundation in Sabetha thus the launching of the Greater Subethic Community Foundation and uh, also Leslie joining the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation as a staff member and handling our affiliates uh, that we had at that time.
1: Well, Leslie Scobie is now joining us via phone on Philanthropy Today. Welcome to the show, Leslie.
0: Thank you, Dave. I'm glad to be here. Well,
1: this has got to be an exciting opportunity for you, but first let's talk about how you came to this point. Give us uh, a little bit of your background.
0: Well, I'm. I live on a farm in Northeast Kansas, and I taught school, taught, taught American government and uh, psychology and such for almost thirty years, and retired to run for office. You and I can kind of relate to that days, and I lost. <laughs> and with that, I uh, decided I needed to look for something to do. But actually, um, the community foundation world kind of opened up to me and a opportunity and. I absolutely fell in love with the idea of Community foundations.
1: Well, and, you know, when you have someone like the, the fearless leader of Vern Henricks that can help, uh, help direct your path and light your path, that's got to make the job so much easier for you.
0: Meeting Vern and uh, Marla and Elaine at the Kansas Association of Community Foundation's uh, National Conference was, um, I think, meant to be. And um, Vern has been um, one of my best, probably my best mentor I've ever had in any area of my life. And uh, like he said, the Tabitha group, my kids were involved in it, drug mom into a group that was trying to uh, start a Tabitha Health and Wellness Center. And with Vern's work and, and help and organization skills and fundraising skills, we raised over $3 million and got that built, and in the process, the foundation was born, and we've just gone strong ever since.
2: Well, let's get something real straight here. The uh, the mentorship of Vern uh, to to Leslie, I think it was more Leslie mentoring Vern in, in this process. Uh, <laughs> she is well-connected in Northeast Kansas and has done just a super job of uh, sharing enthusiasm for the community foundations with our communities up there in the northeast kansas and and uh, she has just been a, a tremendous addition to the community foundation and and what she hasn't known she's been good enough to ask questions and what uh, and not be, be so prideful that she has all the answers and we've been able to make connections and she's been able to help us and and help many individuals in northeast kansas and uh, we're just delighted that she's with us
1: Leslie Scobie is the affiliate coordinator for the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. She's our guest today on Philanthropy Today. Tell us a little bit about what is entailed in your job.
0: Well, like Vern said, I think the one thing that my job um, entails is just spreading the news to communities who most likely don't know what a community foundation can do um, Small communities like Sebetha and Hiawatha and uh, Frankfurt and Marysville you know we um, are fortunate in a lot of ways because we're pretty we're, we're pretty well off we have a good agricultural base Sabeha has a great manufacturing base so we don't really qualify for a lot of government grants and therefore the giving aspect of allowing to know that it's our responsibility to uphold our own community. And people have just jumped on board with that. And in the process, uh, when I go to a ball game, um, when I go to another town to shop or eat out, I've met people and they've heard about what we're doing and they just want to follow suit. And so I love to see them succeed. It, It really is Um, it's just very um, encouraging to see all the communities up here doing so well.
1: What are some of the first goals that you
0: have? I think the first goal that any community foundation has for itself is to educate the community on what a community foundation is. Most people don't know. After that, I think it's to help the community understand we are not a threat to existing nonprofits, such as a hospital or um, any other nonprofit that already exists. At first, we ran into that a little bit because I think we think there's only this certain amount of money out there, and everybody's after the same pot. Once we realized that there's many people who want to give, um, we were able to get those. Nonprofits to join us and see that the community foundation, especially with our giving days or our match days, it's just another avenue for giving. Um, people can go onto the website through Manhattan. Um, they offer a website development for each community foundation, and Brian does just a great job with that, helping us do that. And I've had bankers call me and say, "I've got somebody on on the phone," and they. They're on your website, and they want they want to know a little bit more about a fund because they want to give back to their hometown. So people are using the website to find out how they can uphold their former community or their present community.
2: So the what the partners program uh, is is just it uh, it totally reflects our mission statement to build relationships between donors and community needs. And Leslie's process in that is really kind of the glue that brings it together and uh, creates the conversation. And so we have all of these charitable needs in Northeast Kansas, and we have all these communities that have have wealth that they don't know about. And the community foundation model has been uh, uh, it been such that you know, we can create some professionalism and places where people can ask questions and and comfort levels where people can go and talk to the the Leslies of the world and just get a little more information about how they how they can get started as a philanthropist themselves and for the charities how how they can actually find some money that actually support the the causes that that, that they're doing and Leslie is been just a great connector. She's heavily involved in the Sabbathic community uh, by chamber and church and kids and that whole process, school board. And, and so she's a great testament of somebody that is just out there all the time that people can, can reach and ask questions to and, and have confidence that, uh, that she's able to give them a straight answer.
1: Leslie, I know that there has been some coordination between all the different partners that uh, that you're working with, and, and I suppose that one of those key elements would be Grow Green Match Day. I know that's been big in Sabetha and some other communities. Can you tell us how you got started with that?
0: Well, yeah, just like I said a minute ago, you know, one of the things we found out we needed to do was um, get our name out and explain to people what we did. So, Vern, um, Encouraged us to form a, uh, form our own first math day, which we did in 2016, and we plunged ahead. We didn't know really what we were doing, but you know what? We figured it out, and we had a real successful day. People in town were amazed at what we were able to do. We uh, had about a twenty five thousand dollar match, and I think we raised a hundred and. 38,000 or something like that, that year. I don't have the number in front of me, but it really proved, um, I think it was a good tool for people to see, oh, that's how they're going to, you know, that's how they're raising money. And it was online and it was in person and people could start to donate to their favorite charities through us. And, um, it's just, it just worked out perfect. So that has grown, and that's something I try to get all the other foundations in the area to do, is to find a day that they can have their own Match day, and so far, we have been very successful with, with that, and everybody is on board and excited about holding their next Match day.
1: Well, Leslie, Vern's looking up on his phone. He's on the GMCF website, which is mcfks.org. And, and we have a lot of information about these partnership programs. And, and uh, Vern, let's just talk briefly about some of the, some of the communities and some of the organizations that are involved as partners.
2: Yes, the, and this information is, like you said, all on our website, but I, I just kind of want to get an idea for our listeners of how big the Community Foundation Partner Program is. And uh, I'll just go through the alphabetic list of them, but we have the Armed Forces Community Foundation, which was created for military families that want to support uh, uh, their soldier families that have charitable needs or uh, in the whole process. And so that really got started in 2018 the Atchison uh, Greater Atchison Community Foundation got started in 2019 Blue Rapids got started in 2018 Clay, Clay Center Community Improvement Foundation got started in 17 the Donovan County Community Foundation got started in 2016. The Dover Community Foundation, like I said earlier, was 2001. Frankfurt Community Foundation started in 2005. Greater Geary Community Foundation started in 2016. The Hiawatha Community Foundation started in 2019. South Brown Community Foundation started in 2019. Jackson County Community Foundation started in 2019. The Marysville Community Foundation started in 2014. Greater Sabathic Community Foundation started in 2015, Valley Falls Community Foundation started in 2018, the Umega Community Foundation started in 2016 before the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation started. So you can see the evolution of this process and and these foundations right now their asset totals are in the 35 million range of our assets, but they are growing uh, each and every year largely because of the match day program that we talked about and then just others hearing hearing what's going on. Vern, with many
1: of these communities, um, I guess you would consider them to be rural communities. Is it? Are
2: there different types of programs that are available for for giving for them? Well, yes, and one that uh, in particular that uh, Leslie brought to us is the gift of grain, and uh, I would ask her to share a little bit more about that process. But it uh, it's just another way we accept giving in almost any way, shape, or form. And so if it's, if it's possible to make a charitable gift in some fashion, we can facilitate that process. And that's the value of being a part of the, product, uh, the Partners Program is that we're here to help make that p- possible for those smaller communities that couldn't do that on their own. So Leslie, why don't you talk about the Gift or Grain Program?
0: Like I said, I'm married to a farmer, and so I've had to learn um, by the seat of my pants because I didn't grow up in a farming back- with a farming background. But I, what I did know, Is that farmers are always looking for a way to save on taxes, and uh, so the Gift of Grain program allows a farmer to get the regular deductions like they would for all their expenses: their fertilizer, their grain, their input um, expenses. But yet, when that grain comes out of the um, field and when they take it to the co-op or put it in the bin, they're able to give. A portion of that grain however much they want to a donor advised fund that they've created or to just a community foundation fund uh, they can give it to their church but it's says it's a way for them to really save on taxes and we've got a couple tax preparers up here who have seen a lot of success with that and as you know farmers have had a lot of grain the last few years so it's been a good program that i'd like to see more um, ag producers learn about
1: and leslie there's no shortage of need in a community like sebetha so can you give us a little bit of a, a perspective on some of the needs that you have in your hometown of sebetha
0: you know i'll give you a, an example that happened this last year that i'm I'm just so excited about and proud of and it's a perfect example of how our community has now personalized the community foundation to do what they want it to do. The young couple had them both in school, got married, came back to Tabatha, and they're, they're just interested in seeing our community grow and prosper. They called one day and said, we're interested in starting a fund that would help people who have unexpected medical expenses and, and assist with, uh, with helping those people pay those uh, bills off. And I didn't know where it came from, and, and I don't know that it came from any personal uh, relationship they'd had. But I told them about how they would start a fund, and, and they, they held their own tennis tournament in town with about 20 friends. They uh, held a tennis tournament, and they raised the money to start a fund, which is very low. It's only $1,000, but they, they did that. They put their uh, fund together. And they named it the Sabatha Emergency Medical Relief Fund, and they're in the process right now of finding people who need help with their bills. And uh, um, so it's totally different than our Sabatha uh, City with Heart Fund that helped with COVID. But it's just a perfect example of how people are personalizing um, the the foundation fund to meet needs. We have a Splash Park Fund. We have a lot of. We have a fund that. a a gal in town who teaches about wildlife and she, uh, it's art wild. And so she raises money so that she can go into schools and, and teach, um, students, uh, about wildlife. And, and she takes animals with her and, uh, that's her passion. So I guess my, my answer is, you know, there's whatever your passion is, we can turn it into some way that could be a fund that we can help you, um, We can help you kind of meet your your dreams of of what you've always wanted to do and and helping other people.
1: And Vern, that's a great example of, you know, the mission for the Greater Manhattan Community Mm -hmm. Foundation.
2: No question and the partners program has been uh, very gratifying for me coming from a rural area myself and to to know that we can reach out and help them without them having to start their own offices or a full staff they can utilize our staff back here and they can just have a board they can know their friends and neighbors know their charitable needs and uh, and make it happen for a very very low cost which is nothing unless they decide to hire somebody or or just uh, establish a website or other expenses so
1: Vern, what's the process if a um Another community would like to establish. A foundation.
2: Sure, that happens a lot. We get lots of questions, and uh, essentially uh, what we do is we'll go in and just talk to community leaders, uh, let them know how the process uh, works on our end, what we take care of, which is everything. We do everything on a 1% fee scale, scale and so for the first million, if they get funds that are larger than that, uh, it goes down. But initially, it's it's all probably on that one, uh, 1% one percent range. But I'll, we'll go in and we'll talk to leaders, and we ask them to establish a board. that's kind of a leadership group for the community foundation foundation then after that has taken place uh, to launch the foundation you know we'll go in and set up three meetings one with a group of nonprofits in the community so that they, they can ask questions amongst their peer group then we'll set a meeting up with the professional advisors, you know, the uh, attorneys, the lawyers, bankers, you know, whatever that uh, uh, is there with people in their community they are working with money in motion. And then we'll uh, go back and, and have a group of uh, maybe a chamber meeting type thing or the business leaders in town so that they're comfortable how it all works. And so in a process like that, uh, we feel like everybody has a good chance in a smaller group setting to ask questions and get real comfortable uh, about how the affiliate or our partner program works. Well, Leslie, we're excited to have you as part of the GMCF
1: team here, and uh, we're excited about the work that you are doing on behalf of the affiliate partnerships that we have throughout uh, uh, Northeast Kansas, and good luck with all of your efforts.
0: Thank you very much. I'm always excited to talk to people about what we do in the Sandy Foundation world, and I love my job.
1: That's a good way to close things out. Anybody that loves their job, we've got a good way to, to share that information. Vern, thanks for arranging uh, Leslie to come in and joining us on Philanthropy Today.
2: Yes, it's been a great, uh, great ride with Leslie. We love her as well. And uh, uh, more importantly, we love serving all the people in Northeast Kansas. Keep up with Philanthropy Today by following or subscribing to our podcast on your favorite apps. To learn more about the Greater Manhattan Community
1: Foundation, visit our website at mcfks.org. Philanthropy Today is produced by Ad AstraCast. Follow us online at astracast.com.